Make me look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. Yeah, but maybe it's a nice change of pace. Uh, no. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> How you been, Will? I'm great. <clears throat> How about you? Max, you been okay? I'm fine. I feel weird. Why? Because we're doing a podcast for the first time in a while? Uh, did we do one last week? No, we haven't done one since I was in New Orleans. No, Joe got, Joe got <clears throat> sick. Yeah, I got the flu like as soon as I got back. Sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With sweats and the fl- and fever, twenty four hours and, and shaking. No, I'm pretty sure you're telling. Isn't you're telling the truth, right? You said I was sick. Yeah, isn't yeah. one of like the Jordan Peterson rules? You got to tell the truth. Sure, it is definitely one of the rules. Is it? It's tell the truth or at least don't lie. I don't remember which rule it is. But wait, that's... is that one of them? Is that how it's phrased? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> or at least don't lie. Hmm. Do you take it? To- Do you follow his rules? I mean, I don't remember most of them. Most. Oh. Of them. <laughs> I only thought of that because, like, oh, yeah, that is a rule that you, know, that you say that. But, yeah, I try not, I've try. i always tried not to lie. I've, I've That's always been, like, a big thing with me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How do you steal? Uh, very carefully. <laughs> I don't – I mean, uh, other than, like, downloading movies, I never really steal. Mm. I stole, like, a roll of bubble tape as a kid and felt terrible about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time I ever shoplifted. I've been doing it less because I've been eating out more. Hmm. That's a okay. <laughs> Very principled stance. <laughs> that's the that's the code I live by. I'm like a samurai. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that one in a while. What was it? Uh, Zen moron. Oh yeah, Zen moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still applies. Um. I feel well. We were talking about the car ride a little bit, but I just feel very weird getting out of stand up and like seeing like like little murmurs of old stand up stuff. Well, I mean, I think you feel that way because you uh, injected yourself into a place like Reed's, which is a stand up location. Yeah, but I've, I've been feeling it a lot. Just, um, just even even prior to that, just feeling like, um, like I lost my pass. Or something you haven't like your cool card sort of yeah i mean you haven't what's happened is the community that used to be part of like has continued without you yeah and you'd be welcome back but like no one's gonna come like max where the hell are you right yeah that's what's happened with me every time it's I pop, a weird feeling every though. time i pop back up it's like oh hey it's good to see you uh some people ask where i've been some people won't uh but it's not like uh we need you to come back and do all the things. No, I, and I, it wouldn't even make me feel not weird for someone to say that. I'm not really looking for that. I just feel like the, the, I don't know, the transition is very odd. Is it making you want to go up? No. Um, have you ever, oh, I mean, you've left something like this before. Like, you left architecture. Yeah, but that was, like, that was sudden. And it was, like, the architecture didn't really have a scene. There wasn't the same community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just some job. Like, you can get into an office and whatever. I don't know if that's just part of life or growing up or whatever. I mean, it's definitely part of life, but I don't know if that's just something that most people go through. Because I went through that with magic. 
<laughs> Seriously, like when all my always friends, comes back to magic. Well, everything's the same. Uh, when I let when I stopped playing, well, like when my friends stopped playing it, I would still go. It was like this isn't even like my thing anymore. Like I still know the cast of characters who like were I'm not friends with, but like I know these people. You know their scent. Yeah, I, I actually do. Uh, and and it's not good. Yeah, if I know the scent of a magic player, it is not good. Ugh. There's no like, oh, that's the good smelling magic player. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever been like, man, that person with the blue deck smells like petunias. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you know what a magic player smells like, it is unpleasant. Um, you probably have smelled it. What? What a magic... Like, I bet... It's oh, there are plenty a, of magic players who smell fine. I know, but what I'm saying is the ones that smell bad, like, it's not like it's a new smell. We've Will and I have smelled a magic player. Like we've been yes, to, but it's uh, a but but I mean each one has their own specific you know little twinge musk. Yeah, I've had the magic player smell myself before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sounded t- so excited. Is there a, is there a story? <laughs> no, there's not. Just not showering. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Just, yeah, it's, yeah being, it's the smell of not shower. It's nothing. Yeah. It's gross. There's nothing yeah. special. There's certainly no physical labor involved. <laughs> it no, sometimes there is, though. Not for magic players. Oh, no, not for magic players. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think it'd be kind of neat if there was a particular bad smell that only magic players had. It, there would be, but uh, I think they have it hard enough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it'd be better for a story or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I gotcha. There's a storytelling open mic here if you want to. Here? Yeah, that's Tonight, the story. Didn't you thing. see the the microphone and PA no. setup? That's nope. the old comedy butcher setup. Why don't oh, you tell right? the story of how we used to run a stand-up show here? <laughs> you know, what would be fun is to tell like a really bad story. It's like a very <laughs> mundane one. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, just help. Um, I mean, they could just listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just like tell the, uh, just explain in detail what you did that day. Mm-hmm. So you got up, had no, no, I mean, that wouldn't be that fun. It's exciting. The Beatles did that, I think. They what? did a storytelling show. Got out of bed, <laughs> grabbed a comb, and brushed my hair. Whatever. Oh man, maybe they put Remember out that? too much content. Yeah, yeah, right. Is that what the Beatles sound like? Yep. Okay. Paul, <laughs> Liverpool. Keep going. That's it. <laughs> I've never been embarrassed for you before. I, I oh, oh my god! Right. Wait, you, you listen to the podcast? This is well no, true. I don't. Yeah, I mine hasn't updated in since like May. Really? Yeah, I stopped Why? listening. Oh, because uh, I see. Um, you still listen to all of them? Yeah. You still like them? Yeah. The last one, pretty good. <laughs> right? Well, you didn't listen, Max. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Kind yeah. of, I got feedback from uh, Becky's friend. Oh, I think I did too, actually. Yeah, like she texted you? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Becky was like half jokingly angry and half like, that was amazing. Wait, that, why like, was she? Oh, because she wasn't telling anyone that we were trying to have trying to get pregnant. And so oh. her friend texted her, are you pregnant? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> her friend, I guess, was at the gym. And she was listening to the podcast. She said she liked it a lot, but she texted Becky right away. And then Becky was going to go hang out with her that weekend anyway. So they just talked about that. Oh, weird. Is she, was she was that an issue? Was she trying to not tell people, or she, she just hadn't yet? She didn't want to tell people. She was apparently she was going to tell her friend Jess, who this that's who this is, uh, because Jess has recently had children. Mm-hmm. So and they're and, you know it's something that Becky I guess felt comfortable talking to, talking about with whatever. Uh, but she was like, it worked out because, uh, you know, I was going to tell Jess anyway, but like my other friends, I'm not telling. 
It is a very sensitive subject. Yeah. Although I, all the I way mean, through. I've, I mean, I've told everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she doesn't want people to know. It's sensitive? Yeah. There's, wow. like, a rule. Like, once you do get pregnant, there's, yeah, like, Yeah, you a, don't say anything until you know, like, you're past the early phases where shit can go bad. <coughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Because, oh. like, a lot of pregnancies fail early. Yeah. Oh, and then really? if you tell everybody, then you have to tell everybody that you miscarried. So yeah. it's like, don't tell everybody right away. And so you wait like sure you wait like eight to ten weeks. Does your doctor well, tell you that or something? No, it's kind of just like one of those rules. Uh, it's, a old it's like a woman rule. Mm-hmm. Woman rule. They probably learn it at the gynecologist. Yeah. Ugh. Have you guys ever been to the gynecologist? I went no. there recently. Yeah. I might have to go to a fertility clinic though. I oh you went. no! Becky went uh, yesterday. Oh, you guys are like. Really getting into it? No, no, no. What? Uh, because um, we're both old, like we're both older, but I mean that is particularly applicable to her. Yeah, she's just turned thirty-eight. What's it called? It's there's like a geriatric. No, it is. It's called a geriatric geriatric pregnancy. Oh wow! Anything over thirty-five, I think, applies for that. Thirty-five. Yeah. Damn. Um, I only know this because friends, a friend of mine, he and his wife went through this a couple years ago. And that's what they said. Uh, so we have not dealt with, like, we haven't talked about, like, fertility drugs or anything like that. It's just to go through the, like, take tests and, like, all right, make sure everything's okay. And, like, you guys are capable of it. You know what the best fertility drug of all is? Red wine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. A fur rug. <laughs> you know, it's almost uh, impossible to tell that you haven't been doing comedy. Rose <laughs> <laughs> Joe's going to have, like, eight kids because they're going to go to the fertility clinic and get all... All twins. Yeah. That's what happens. Like That's why there's so many twins. Yeah, totally. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's because of pills? Yeah, when you... Uh, the fertility... I don't know exactly what it is that they put them on. Depends on what it is, but, like, it produces much more twins. Mm-hmm. Huh. If we have to get to that point, I don't know if we'll do it. Good for you. But we'll... You don't want twins? Just fuck. Well, all the time. We're trying... Try. It's just been two months. He's out so. of come. Yeah, well, I, they're going to check. I got to store it up. Wait, they're gonna, who's going to check? If, and what are they going to check? I have, I have ninety days to go to the fertility clinic. So you have to jerk Appar- off. Oh, apparently, at the fertility yes, clinic. which I'm not looking forward to. But apparently, they say before I go, I can't come for three to five days. What? Which made me be like, am I not supposed to come? If we're trying to get pregnant, am I not supposed to come prior to like the? Attempted pregnancy sex? Oh, maybe. Like, should I not be jerking off? Like, am I supposed to be storing it up? Yeah, that's a good question. For, like, bigger loads? <laughs> 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 like, she, she came home from the fr- She came home last night after having the appointment in the morning. She's like, well, what do you go in? Assuming you go in, you can't come for three to five days beforehand. And I'm like, well, because they want maximum. Yeah. You know what? They want the biggest load they can get to, to study. Splugage. Exactly. That's, I think, well, I didn't want to get technical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it made me think, like, well, I guess maybe I should uh, not jerk off if we're trying to get pregnant. You're going to have a wet dream. It, it's just going to yeah, happen. That happens. Yeah, it does yeah. happen. I know. <laughs> that'd, like, be, that'd be the funniest like, wet dream ever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you wake up and you'd be like, fuck. <laughs> God damn. No, I won't be a father. <laughs> <laughs> damn you, brain. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird. And so, have you ever jerked off in public? No. Define public. Well, like... <laughs> wait, 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 what are you thinking? <laughs> well, like, a, like, do you mean like a public bathroom? Yeah, like the doctor's office. 
No. No. Like, I've jerked off at work. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, in the bathroom. So you'll be fine. But it's not the same as, like, I'm not, like, in the middle of a department store. <laughs> like, no, I don't uh, know what do you mean by public? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. I yeah, mean, did I ever tell you, uh, whenever I, every architecture studio I ever had in college, I always made a point to jerk off in there at least once. I believe it. It's true. <laughs> Just it, for it, good juju. <clears throat> to mark my territory. Oh, that's good. There's a buddy in college who made a point to shit in every building on campus. That's tight. <laughs> that's tight. That guy owned that school. <laughs> <laughs> who was your friend? Van Wilder? That's cool as hell. Yeah. It's actually who it was. <laughs> <laughs> they made movies about him. That movie sucks. <clears throat> I rewatched it recently. It doesn't. Did you, was there a point in your life where you didn't think it was bad? Yeah. When, I was, when it came out, I thought it was amazing. And how old were you when it came out? I don't know. Pretty young. Pretty young. Can you ballpark it? Like 12? Maybe like 13. When did that movie come out? Like 2000, 2001? I feel like it was late 90s. <clears throat> I think it was early. I, it's something like that. I think it came out like when I was in college. So like early aughts. That's a Ryan Reynolds joint, no? Yeah, yeah. sure is. That was what broke him. That's what broke him? Yeah. No. What was he in before Two, two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place. Yes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and you know what, Best you know Friends. No, but I've heard it. Best friends or fr- friends with benefits. Is he in his forties? He's got. He be. must be. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Two guys and a girl was a, like a TGIF show. Do you know what TGIF was? Um, thank God it's Friday. Nice. But do you know what it was? It's a wonderful buffet. Okay, shut up. It's like a two-hour block of shows on, from like five to seven on Fridays on ABC is like their family sitcom block. Oh, so like that's where full, like Full House was a TJF show. I think Family Matters is a TJF show. TJF Joint, I believe they called it. Sure. Two thousand two for Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Two thousand six for Van Wilder: The Rise of Taj. Yeah, I don't think he was in that. Two thousand nine for Van snow. Wilder: Freshman Year. <clears throat> yeah, I think he was only in the first one. How about that? A fucking. A uh, trifecta of Van Wilder movies. They're, I think you're looking for trilogy. Party yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find it. Party movie sequels work differently. You know, I don't it's know. not like The Godfather Two. It's like it was probably made for D- straight to DVD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the Taj one. I think that's the guy from uh, the, the Barack Obama aide. The White Castle. Cal Penn. Yeah. No, that I don't think Cal Penn was in Van Wilder. What? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was. It was, it was him. Cal yeah. Penn. Yeah, I just watched it. The Rise of Taj. <laughs> okay. Wait. Oh, he was in the first one, too. Yeah. And then he got his own... I assu- see, I assumed you were getting your Indian actors mixed up, and it turns out I just assumed there were multiple Indian actors <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> There's apparently only the one guy. <laughs> mm. You're just scratching your balls? Yeah. Okay. Um... <clears throat> mm. How the fuck were we going to ban Wilder? Um... I don't remember. Splooge. Splooge-age. Uh It's really a bad movie. All Cal's character did in that was he... Um, he spoke with that accent. They just tried to get him to have <laughs> sex. And, like, one of the big one of the big jokes is he's, he's going to have sex with this just, like, major babe. And um, he oils her up, and then he jumps on her back to massage her, but he, he slips, slips right the heck off. Yeah, it's a good, I remember great that scene. He banged his head. But then he is massaging her, but then all the oil catches on fire, and... It interrupts oh. their sex. Classic comedy. Yeah. Did you and you like that as a kid, right? Yo, yeah. Well, those are the type of movies where it's like you're a child and you it, the comedy's fine, but then you're just waiting for the nudist, nudie scenes. And you're I just, think that was part of it. There's, yeah. there's a ton of that for sure. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of movies like that. Yeah, that are in that vein, that Van Wilder vein. Well, like there was Porky's. Animal House. Figuring out how to jerk yeah. off. Revenge of the life. Nerds. Animal House and Revenge of the Nerds had, like, real gags, though. 
Yes, but <laughs> they're... Nerds uh, is so rapey. Well, the part of it that's oh, rapey yeah. is rapey. There's multiple parts that are rapey. What's the, okay, there's the part where uh, he rapes her. There's a part where you rapes her. There's also Besides the part, that. There's also the part where they install oh cameras all throughout yes. the sorority house and then just stay up all night watching them be naked. That's not rape. And one of That's them's just a, a crime. One of them's a child watching it, too. Yeah. It's like a 12-year-old. Yeah, he was the most into it. He was yeah. like, all the other people went to sleep, and then the joke was he's still awake. Mm-hmm. I think him and the gay guy for some reason. Do you, not like, do you not like Revenge of the Nerds? I used to love it. I think I legitimately respect that movie. Just how batshit they go over, how they get over like how how much they hate nerds. If you were to apply that to any other group of people, it would just be like this is a, this is absurd. But the fact that it's nerds, like oh my, like it's it's hilarious that they get this upset over them. I and really now, appreciate that. now those nerds nerds are like cool, right? Yeah, There's like I a, feel like it's that that sort of phase has right maybe sailed. it's yeah it's come and gone well i i'm applying that mostly to comedy but like when i was getting into comedy there was this whole like nerd comedy thing yeah and i don't think that's really popular at all anymore i don't think it even was that popular i think you just had like a little niche yeah but even that niche i think is kind of gone so you're talking about like video game jokes and shit like that yeah so like, like the, the, the punchline is the game or the nerdy thing yeah and it was kind of related to like like Earwolf and Comedy Bang Bang and stuff. Totally. But it was, you know, like the grandfathers that were like Nerdist. Patton Oswald and yeah. um well, I feel like Chris Hardwick was like this like bridge to like the class below him. Totally. He was a really bad comic. I saw him live one time cuz I liked the podcast. Turner and I saw him and it was like, god, this guy fucking blows. Totally. I saw um, him at, what was what was that fest they they did a couple of years ago where all the guys toured? Oh, right. Um it was like outdoor. Yeah, right? outdoor. Oddball. 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 I saw him there. And he, I heard he didn't do well. He did crowd work the whole time. It was crazy. It was like, dude, this is like a big event, and you're like in the crowd. <laughs> Doing crowd work in an arena, there's something cute about that. <laughs> um, I'd like to be like, sir, what kind of wristwatch is that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you show it to everyone? <laughs> well, do we have a camera? Um <clears throat> Yeah, there, there's some comedians that came out of that, like uh, like Kumail Nanjiani. I feel like he he was a yeah, little like he that. Was, all, like Pete Holmes. Like yep, it was like the first time it seemed like comedy was kind of not aggro and like a New Jersey guy in a leather jacket killing. Yeah, you could you you could you could you know try on Warby Parker glasses and still do an open mic. I mean, it's revolutionary. But, like that still exists. It does, but it's not like. I don't know. Like, what's the venue for it? Like, Chuck? I don't... Okay, this is the way I look at it. Uh, every genre of, like, comedy... Just just we're talking about that, but I think this applies to, like, all mediums. Every genre like that has a spike, and then it falls, but the good elements of it will always be relevant. Sure, but I just think, like... You think, like... Think, like, in Chicago, we have clubs, mm-hmm. which are, like clubby clubs Mm -hmm. and then we have the alt scene and like what's the alt scene like the best shows is like cysk it's just a different kind of like the alt scene macho guy alt anymore no that's what i'm that's kind of what i'm saying or like in new york like the same thing like what are the big indie shows there they're like um but how alt was it ever really i mean there's steve i feel like there was uh candy lawrence there was uh chris and lumberg 
Like, who fits that mold? I mean, there, there's a comics. few more than that. But, but, like, talk, but we're talking about, like, maybe a dozen or so comics. It's not like, oh, there were, like, 30 comics over this side doing their own thing. Right. It, maybe it's before even our time, but I feel like that used to be a bigger part of at least my consciousness of stand-up comedy. Like, the weird shit that was, like, on the rise. And well, I feel like that's kind of, that rise is done. Like, your show. Right, my show. Uh, well, the comedy, the butcher, comedy butcher, the live show. That was like an alt show. It was an alt show. Like, I mean, we super alt. We basically booked the scene. It was. Yeah. It was only alt because the room was. Yeah, strange. like the tone yeah, well, of I, the show was odd. But and, isn't that what defines it? It's just mm, the room, basically. Like, because you can't have an alt that show at a club. That contributes for sure, but it's also the style of comedy. Yeah, there's weird comedians. Like, if you're just doing setup punch, even if you're putting in the context of, okay. like, a story, like, well, this is just standard stand-up. But if you're okay. subverting the form, that's that's what alt is. Have you okay. ever seen Brent Weinbach? <clears throat> I don't Wein- think so. I don't know. He's a weirdo. And there's lots of weirdos, you know? Well, like, Patton Oswalt, he's, like, the godfather of it, right? Sort I guess, of. yeah. And then, like, even, uh, what's his name? WTF, Mark. Mark Maron. Yeah. Like, he's kind of alt, no? Just kind of like, yeah, I mean, he's kind of like, he's not just doing the thing where he kind of like just talks about like, I don't know, do you like me? Here's a thought. I'm just like, my thought is, but I don't know. Do you guys even want to hear this? You guys are weird, but like, I'm killing. (laughs) (laughs) I've never actually listened to or watched Maron stand up. It's hard to even. not good pinned down yeah it's it's just like that you did a very good impression and it's very much like that but i did i was listening to pete holmes podcast and they had on uh ramon rivas the second and he mentioned comedians you should know i thought that was kind of cool yeah he recorded uh his submission for his comedy central half hour at undergrad which was a show that josh edges our former piano player used to run at the oh no way yeah yeah, he seemed to have a lot of ties to Chicago. I've never actually met Ramon. Not that I think he would care. <laughs> but you know of him, like... I don't even know what he looks like. Arms length. But you... you I know his name. Yeah, you know his name. Yeah. Wait, Ramon Rivas? Mm-hmm. I zoned out. Yeah, it's fine. You didn't miss much. Just the podcast you're on. Let's check in my emails. How, uh, anything, anything good? good? <laughs> uh, I got some... I'm, I'm into focus groups now. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, can you talk about it on the podcast? Probably uh, not. I can't you talk about non, the specific one I non did. Non-DA. Yeah, I'll talk about it off the podcast. Well, no, I won't. I will not <laughs> talk about it <laughs> on or off, I guess. I um, gave you the shitty headphones. I'm sorry. Yeah, one one uh, one ear went out. Oh, damn. It doesn't matter. Fuck. I bet your plug, because uh, that's a shitty plug. It just doesn't matter. It's fine. We'll be okay. Yeah, we're fine. It, uh, 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 that's kind of working. Yeah, it's, it's the fine. plug. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Whatever. You got anything coming up, Will? You know, uh, staying on the stand-up portion of the show. Okay. Watched some stand-up recently. What, live? Oh, no. Uh, a special on Boost. Netflix. Which one? Ray Romano. I heard it was good. It? It's very good. Are you a Ray Romano fan? Stop talking like that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't, no. tell, don't tell him what to do. Wait, I felt bad after he apologized. <laughs> well, you should have felt bad before you said what you said. No, if he would have kept talking like that, it would have been fine. Okay. He's exploring his voice. Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue your bid. Uh, well, he, he did the... Did you guys watch it? 
No. No. Oh, okay. Is it good? It's very good because he does a he does two pop-ins in New York at the Comedy Cellar and then I think it's the Village Underground. I'm I'm not sure the second one. And he doesn't tell anybody. So like and hence pop-in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way to do a special. It really and he so he did half of it at one and then he he walked over to the other one. That's pretty cool. And no one, you know, like it, the whole time every while he's walking, you know, he walks in and he walks out, everyone's like, "Hey Ray, yo Ray, what up?" And then he's just like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" Like he is so famous that everybody knows his name. He's like a cartoon man. Is he yeah. was he hip? No. Okay. He was it was see that's the thing like the the stand up was good but it, but it wasn't like uh it wasn't like real like you said it wasn't hip it was the same old jokes he did he did like my wife and mm-hmm. we fight and blah 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 and, and I'm old I have kids all that shit but like the fact that he went in there and it wasn't his crowd cuz you can imagine a Ray Romano crowd versus yeah. just like a crowd on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. at one of those clubs, and they're very different. Yeah, but he killed. Well, he, yeah, he's Ray Romano. He's I know exactly, good. and that's the cool thing about it. Where it's like he could have done any theater anywhere in the world, and he, and he decided to to take a big risk. I think it's very ballsy because that's very hard to do. Uh, you know, a cold crowd that doesn't even know you're going to be there. I mean, it's kind of like a new form. Right? It is, although yeah. risk is mitigated because he's Ray Romano. Yeah. However, it, not, not even to... even it could be even more. He said he hadn't done a stand-up special in 32 years. That I buy. So it's like, it's like uh, I haven't done this in 32 years. I'm not a seasoned guy. I mean, I'm sure he's not uh, like in he's his prime. Up. Yeah, he's go- going up, but he's not like in the prime of his stand-up career. And that's the interesting thing about all these Netflix uh, specials. They're just tossing money at these people, so they can't say no. Like Ellen, does Ellen need to do a stand-up special? No, but sh- they gave her so much money that she has to. You know what I mean? She's probably okay on money, though, isn't she? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. It's like you, you this woman does not need the money, but... They're giving her fuck you money, so it's like I can't say no to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it, it suffers. the 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 form suffers. Then you know what I mean. Well, yes, when it's done for reasons other than wanting to do it, yeah, of course it suffers. I, I feel weird about stand up. Like I know I feel this way, probably entirely, but maybe maybe to some extent it's not for this. Reason. But I, I know, like to me, it feels like stand up's ending. And of course it's not, right? Of course it's not. But go on. It's peaking. I mean, it's it's like it's not peaking. I mean, it's as far as <clears throat> I would say, as far as popularity and that just might like be true. zeitgeist, it, that might be in terms of the impact it has on the culture. It could totally have peaked. Yeah, I. But but again, I feel like I'm probably fairly clouded by just the change in my lifestyle and how central it is to my life. Yeah, when you stop thinking about something all the time, it becomes less. You, you, like, you think it's less important. But it just it feels weird now just to even – I don't know. I have, I'm having a hard time describing how I feel. But it feels just kind of like um, uh, dreary. Is that just the way you think about it or the way you think society is like interpreting it now? Kind of both. Like I, I listened to an episode of um, – well, it didn't really have to do a stand-up. I listened to an episode of WTF just because this director, Yorgos Lanthimos, was on it. And mm-hmm. I just like his movies. And um, 
And I was thinking, like, it was, like, I don't know. It was, like, the 950 millionth episode of WTF. And, like, there was a while where it felt like every episode of WTF was almost, like, precious. Like, it was, like, a big deal. And now it almost feels like he's made so many that they just... Maybe maybe someone will have an episode. Maybe they'll be on their third episode. Maybe something crazy will happen. Maybe it won't. Like, it's just, like... It's just all flattened. It's no longer a fr- like it's at least in terms of like podcasts and like comedy podcasts. It's no longer a frontier. I kind of feel like that's happened to every avenue in stand-up, though. Like they they just hit this like huge saturation point where like nothing really matters. Like I feel like Drew Michael's special got written about a lot, and Sebastian Maniscalco's like kind of like somehow broken through to being like a household name. Weirdly, he's, like, the new one. Um, and, like, Nanette was, like, kind of, like, a big deal on blogs. But I think, like, overall, like, most of America didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably the same thing with Drew Michael's special. And it's kind of, like, there isn't, like, a new... Well, like, I've mentioned the name Drew Michael to people outside of stand-up. Just <laughs> They've to, like... heard of him? No. No? <laughs> no one has. Yeah. And I'll I, mention, like, he had an HBO special. Like, all right. I don't think it was, a, like, a smash hit. No. And, I mean, not that I think, oh, doing an HBO special makes you a household name because it clearly doesn't. No. But uh, when you're in the world of stand-up, it feels like it does. I don't think crashing is that big of a deal. Like, I don't think it's failing miserably, but I don't think it's, like, a big hit. No, but I think most people know who Pete Holmes is. I don't know. Maybe not most, so. but a large percentage. Maybe probably more than Drew Michael just because he has a show as opposed to just a special. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's like – I don't know. I just feel like a certain – my sense – and again, I'm not confident about this. Um, I understand that I'm like I'm clouded by like my own personal whatever. But um, is that there, it's kind of like crossed a line. Do you think that uh, the Louis C.K. thing kind of uh, was think- that – you're talking about his downfall. Yeah. Well, like when when like the best or the the the, like, the, the like, poster child, yeah, the, the golden fi- child, the figurehead of stand-up comedy. I, I mean, mean, it he- does hurt. I mean, it, it does hurt the medium as a whole to lose a generational talent. Yeah, for sure. Like our George Carlin. Yeah, big time. Like, no one was as good a like auteur as Louis C.K. Exactly and in that's, stand-up comedy, like no one. And that's why when you say you know like Special Maniscalco and you're, you're naming out these names, it's like none of them are that big a deal. He's he's not as anywhere near as he might be able to sell out the same like arenas now as Louis C.K. But he can't make a show. He can't make something like he can't do art. Yeah, I like, agree. Um, like if Louis, if, if Louis C.K. had not done anything bad or if he, if he had just, no one had outed him, whatever. Um, and like likely that movie he made would have came out. It probably would have been great because basically everything he makes was really good. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it was like super innovative too. Um, and he'd probably be onto his next thing now. Yeah. He'd probably make another movie or a show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe he would even elevate more. Maybe he'd become like a, I don't know. Like a really serious filmmaker or something, mm-hmm. um, but now that's not going to happen. Yeah, so that that kind of coincides with this. Yeah, but do peak th- slash downfall. But I mean, who is that guy before Louis? Was it Chappelle? No, it's like mm. Robin Williams and shit like that, or, Honestly, or it might Carlin. Have been Carlin. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a, he's a generational talent. Yeah. I think. I I guess, but like Carlin stopped being super relevant like a couple years before he died. 
Okay, wh- how about like Carlin died in 08. It's not like he was still George Carlin in 2006. Sure. But what know, maybe mean? he was in 96. Yo, absolutely. And when did and he had been doing that since the 70s? 70s like, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not too bad. No, no, I'm just saying like it, like was there a big lull in stand up in between like Carlin being the king and Louis being the king? Like, do you think there has to be something? There kind of was. Yeah, I feel like yeah, in the nineties sure. was a pretty, pretty like kind of like a dead zone for stand up. Well, you, I mean, like Seinfeld would kind of be an apt comparison, only because Louis had a show that was very popular, and they were both stand ups. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that Louis was as as prolific as Seinfeld or as popular as Seinfeld, but they were both like the, the if you said stand up comedian of that era, that's the general consensus of the public is like, oh, stand up comedian Jerry Seinfeld, or oh, stand up comedian Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. So if like Jerry had some sort of outing like that in the 90s like when his tv show is still on it would probably have affected it in, this, in a very similar way yeah, it probably would have affected all of stand-up do you guys know who sashir zamata is no she's a snl cast member she's actually dating kenny deforest i believe or at least okay. was um so i just randomly she came on my instagram and she had this so it was like this like thing talking about how great her set was and she had a bit in this like major set that was just responding to it was just sort of like a rebuttal to a bit that Louis C.K. had currently about the Parkland kids. Yeah, about the Parkland kids. Oh and, wow! And, and like in it, she in her bit is she explains why his is wrong and then makes fun of him. I'm assuming I agree with him. Um, I actually kind of agree with her. I mean, but it's like who cares? Like for real? Like his bit is um, it's like they're not. I don't think either are that substantial points. Like, his bit was about how, like, how are these kids fighting gun violence? They should be fingering each other. There, there's some of that. I didn't hear the bit. But mm-hmm. that's, like, that's like basically the premise, right? And then hers is, like, they can, they're young. They can be doing more than one thing at a time. Like, so that was her take. And then her joke in it was, um, was it, like, but I know, um, <clears throat> but, I, I, but I guess the fact that they can be doing that more than one thing at a time is a hard concept for Louis C.K. to grasp, which is ironic because he's um, has a lot of experience grasping hard, hot objects. Professional comedian. That's a well-written joke. Is it? Yes. yes. I mean, it's not like I mean, the I don't best know. joke of I, all time. I, I feel like uh, that was written with hands made out of literal stone. <laughs> I mean, we get it. I, I, we get it. We saw it coming a mile away before you got to the thing. Like, I don't think my delivery of it helped. Sure. <laughs> but, like, come on. Like, like really, I had to think of it as I was saying it. Like, it feels laborious. Maybe it's just long, like, long-hanging like, fruit. Listen, I don't think it's, like, a brilliant <clears throat> joke. Mm-hmm. I also don't think her... I don't think it's necessary for him for her to like take down a bit that people only heard yeah, through the news coverage yeah, of it. Not many people heard it to begin with. Yeah, like I and but it's like I don't necessarily disagree with her point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they can do more than one thing. Um, who cares? But I, I guess the reason I bring it up is just to say that like he's like a ghost. Like it's weird it's like can he come back it's like he's back like he's touring small clubs like mm-hmm. sub, like suburban clubs in new jersey and shit mm-hmm. um but he can't he's just a ghost of himself yeah he'll never be that thing again unless something really changes which i doubt it will do you guys think that his punishment quote-unquote is deserved of the crime committed it's so weird to right? talk about. It's crazy. I mean, even 
all all like very public outings of sexual deviance is is very weird and uh, to talk about you know what i mean i think the entire concept of mob justice is bad yeah and the idea that well we get to decide what his punishment is well that completely subverts the idea of civilization itself but no one did decide we kind of have like I mean, the it idea, wasn't, like, well, voted on. Okay, sure. But the idea that when Louis pops back up and someone leaks his set that he didn't intend for anyone to hear, he's just doing a club set and someone recorded and uploaded it, and people are like, how dare he still performing? How dare people go see him? That's that's mob that's mob rule. You want to say, like, I don't want people, to, I don't want to go see them? Then don't go see him. That's your right. Don't go see him. But you don't get to say, hey, you're a bad person if you like Louis C.K. still. That's their decision. That's my um, point. Yeah, I think that's fair. I do think it's a little bit stickier than that, though. Because oh, of course it's like, it is. It's not quite that cut and dry. Yeah, because he's not—he's not entitled to maintaining his celebrity. No one's entitled to anything. Well, I mean, we do have rights. Sure. Like we're—we're, we're, um, you know, we have like human rights. Like, and I don't think Netflix is wrong to get rid of him. I don't think HBO is wrong to get rid of him. That's within their purview. If they don't want him there, they don't have to have him there. Like he has the right. Like he has the right not to go to jail or be punished by the courts because he didn't like commit a crime or mm-hmm. like he hasn't been proven to commit a crime, mm-hmm. and yet he's received this punishment. But it's like the punishment he's received is like it's like the aggregation of people. Of a lot of people ju- just saying, I don't want to see him anymore. And everyone is entitled to whether they want to see this guy. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and that's basically his punishment, is that a lot of people collectively said, I would rather not go see Louis C.K. I think it goes beyond that from, I'd rather not see him, to, I'd rather he not be allowed to work. That's where the line is. Like, you can't cross that. Well, but you can say you don't want him to be able to work, right? Yes, but you can't try to influence that by saying, like, you're a bad person if you go see Louie or this club. I'm going to boycott this club. We should all boycott this club because they book Louie. But you have the right to say that. Yes and no. How do you not? Don't you have freedom of speech? Absolutely. But, like, it enters this really sticky territory because you are directly trying to impede on someone else's liberty. So how would you how would you prevent that? I don't know how you prevent that. It's. I mean, it just seems to me that if the public collectively decides that they don't want um, a person to be able to, like, perform publicly, they probably can do that. And if he's able to – like, just like in, like in order for him to get that uh, – the status he had in the first place, he had to convince a lot of people that they wanted him – uh, they, they think it's great that he's performing. They would love to go see him. And then this one news story came out, and it swayed people's opinion. Yes and no. There are, he's still touring. It's smaller clubs, but he's still selling those clubs out. Well, yeah, they, they don't have the—they they can't enforce what they're saying, uh, but they can't they can influence it just because it's a, it's of a matter of public opinion. Of course. Uh, so I don't—it's weird. It's like I feel bad for him. Um, but 
that's just kind of how it goes in the entertainment business. Like an entertainer to achieve celebrity is it's contingent upon convincing as many people as possible that they want to see you. Oh, absolutely. And I to- he just I- convinced basically everyone that they don't. I totally get it. For 20 years, you know, it took him 20 plus years to get to that point. And it, and it, and to get something, I mean, sometimes something so covetable can be lost in an instant. You know, it's not like, it's not like he was providing like a tangible, um, or a necessary tangible good. Uh, it's not like anyone's lives are really get worse for him to not do that. He's not supplying food. He's not supplying oxygen. He's just, people really enjoy his content and they, and part of the way they would enjoy his content is like part of watching a standup is like, it's like, man, that's a guy I want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a guy I want to be around. And he did this one thing that basically no one would want to hang out with a guy who did that. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Well, enough people that they were able to... There are plenty of people who... My point being that he's still, like, touring and people still want to see him is, like, people still want to see him. Oh, yeah. I think that people... I'm not talking... I'm not saying... Talking in absolutes, but by far enough people clearly don't that it has shattered his career. I think it's more that a very, very vocal minority don't. Yeah, and they have shattered his career. Well, I think this this movie that he made and didn't get to release—that's kind of the crux of it. It's like that's what shatters your career. What do you mean? Well, he made a movie, right? And there's all, and there's all this expectation, all this money behind it, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's like a studio or whomever that's going to play it and release it, and then this news comes out. It was like two days before that mm-hmm. release, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really. It was <clears throat> like right then, and so it's like it's kind of crazy timing, right? And so then this movie doesn't play, and then he ghosts everybody so like let's say let's say that movie gets canceled and he's like well fuck it i'll just go on tour and he goes on tour immediately and is like doing dates and stuff and is trying to get back in the game do you think like at, at that point that, that he wouldn't be able to do that i think he could have he just didn't you know what i mean I, he technically could have yeah. i think he was probably afraid to right exactly i think he would have been met with serious social backlash yeah I, th- I well, could see people actually going outside the clubs and yeah. boycotting him. You think so? I, I mean, he, he absolutely there would have been protesters, right? Absolutely. What? That's I crazy. bet there would be not, like if he came to Chicago and just did like Zanies or something. I guarantee Zanies for sure. I bet if he did Zanies now, I wouldn't be surprised if something happened. Yeah, people would protest and be upset. If he, what if he went to the small club in the New Jersey strip mall? <clears throat> I mean, that happened. I know, but what if it happened right oh. away? Oh yeah, uh, well, I don't, yeah, that I, I could honestly see people dr- if they heard about it They'd driving be, out yeah, to do it. it would be, that, that would be that would be really extreme. That would be crazy. Uh, people, yeah. Um, but my point being, like, I agree. I think most people are like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up what he did. But I think the majority of people, even within who, who agree that what was fucked up, are like, yeah, I still want to see a stand up. Most people I've talked to outside of comedy is like, what he did is like ranges from what he did is fucked up to what he did is like whatever. Like, that's the range of people's reaction. And they all say, oh, yeah, I still want to see his, see his next thing. Everyone I work with <clears throat> hates him. Females and gays? Well, I work mo- – yeah, I work mostly with females and gays. Yeah, maybe I have a skewed sample set because I work with a bunch of aspiring actors and gay men. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll grow up to be a gay man. <laughs> when I was do- – Aspiring I- gays. <laughs> when I did Rad at the end of the year, uh, that old- this older guy, Scott, who I guess has been doing improv for a long time, uh, Louis came up during someone's set and he's like, fuck that guy. Cause I guess he knew one of the two women who came forward. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know her and like it ruined her. So fuck Louis. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't thought of it from the perspective of like, well, okay, there was real damage that was done. There's no denying there's real damage that he likely caused. To I mean, I don't know to what extent it's his responsibility, but he absolutely caused some. Yeah, I mean, it's just this weird thing that because it's a because he influenced public opinion, like it is like monumental losses to his to his life that like a court could not could never even wouldn't even be able to like decree something like what happened to him. Yeah, right. They wouldn't be like your movie can't come out. The cops, well, yeah, they, a they, court, they can't. like you you can you can blow up a school. And kill a thousand children, and the court court can't be like they can't take your movie away. They, well, no, they can't be like y- you were a legend, and now you won't be. Yeah, even fucking Mike Tyson. I mean, you, they they take away your your legacy. As... Do you really think twenty years from now, say fifty years from now, people won't remember Louis as a comedian of this era? I think they'll remember him as a comedian of this era. But do you think it'll be like he'll remember it as Carlin, or he'll, he'll remember it as that asshole? I kind of, I'm not sure, but I, I, I bet that asshole. I bet it'll be Carlin. You really? know, it's, yeah. it's really uh, kind of a fascinating discussion. A little uh, overtread, but the like, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Remember when that yeah, that yeah. that happened? Do you remember? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if I I know. You about just know it. that it happened. Yeah. He he was arrested for that. And off in yeah, well, that's fine. I that's the thing. Like, is it? I'm not saying that he and Louis are, are the, comparable. Uh, yeah, comparable. Same. But I'm talking about the career thing, you know, because it's like he he was. It was worse because he was a child's television yeah, star. Or like the Blues Clues guy did heroin. Oh, is that true? The initial one did, yeah, and he got kicked off. And yeah, I remember people talking about that in like elementary school. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but so so like the recovery period for that it. It's long, but at the time it feels long. But I mean, like, who remembers Paul Rubens for jerking off in the in the thing? But nobody. But they're different things. There was no there was no real victim besides Paul Rubens' career. I'm curious. Okay, why... well, let's go back to Mike Tyson then. Like, Mike Tyson is a is a, bull, a, a cute guy on fucking movies now. You mm-hmm. know, he's air drumming he's and punching people rapist. out. Yeah, he, yeah. he's uh, he's actually the guy that like. With the victim, you know, the the actual rapist. I mean, th- there was something we- – this a bizarre thing about the Me Too movement is that, like, when you got – like, when you were sort of, like, publicly revealed to have done whatever it was you were going to do, the proximity, like, the, the yes. timeline proximity yes. to when it happened relative to Weinstein – yeah had such a such an impact on what happened to you and like and, and that's not to say that the severity of what you did doesn't have an impact as well but like louis it happened like like a, it felt like it was like a week yeah after it was like both Einstein. they all like came down and we're like we're getting them all and i'm sure if it came out now louis would still face tremendous backlash like i think another factor is the level of your star yeah um <coughs> but also this is a a really dumb question and not original at all. But uh, do you think that the, these things would have happened if Trump did not get elected? Let's nope. say Hillary gets elected. No. Do you think Probably there's not. no Me Too movement? No. My bu- I think the Me Too movement was a reaction to Trump. Yeah. And- my buddy ha- my buddy put it this way on our other podcast is uh, like all this stuff happening in re- relation to the Me Too is like it's they're trying to get these men because they can't get Trump. They can't get the one guy they want to get. Yeah. I, and I think there's a lot that. of truth to that. I mean, yeah, it's maybe. overly simplistic, but yeah. I think there's a lot of truth. I, I, I don't think that that sort of 
what's the opposite of like admonishes like i don't think that i don't think that makes the me too movement wrong sure no agree uh, but i do think that it was an it was it was like a pendulum thing it was like it was like an immediate reaction it's to like the trump. woman's march was created in response to trump right it's yeah the, there, w- yeah. there wouldn't be a woman's march for hillary no, of course, but they were they were. Uh, it would have been Hillary walking to the ba- march into the bank. Fuck! <laughs> you were to say kitchen. I just said bank. But, but you meant to say kitchen. I meant bank, but kitchen's better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take that again? <laughs> I can roll. I can roll it back and uh, cut it I'm out. I'm curious why you think that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just it, hmm. why you think Louis will rise again. Yeah, basically, you think that he's going to come back, and I think I don't know if I think he comes back. I think he'll be remembered posthumously. He will be remembered as like, yeah, that was that other amazing comedian. He'll be back. He might be. He'll have a swan song in the last like ten years of his career, (laughs) ten years of his life. But you think that the history history will remember him as George Carlin? We'll come back on you know a year from now. I think maybe maybe like a year and a half from now we'll be doing this podcast talking about like mm-hmm. a Louis special on HBO or Netflix or whatever. I don't think HBO is given. Okay, how special. does how does history remember Walt Disney? Very fondly. Did he did he known supporter of Adolf Hitler? JFK. He cheated on his wife with the most famous he, woman in the world. Disney was way before Weinstein though. <laughs> yeah, slightly. <laughs> uh Martin Luther King cheated on his wife. I'm not saying that these are comparable, yeah. but I mean, like, th- people do terrible things, and particularly through the lens of present day, like, people from the past look awful, but their achievements are what we remember. Public opinion and the initial response are h- huge instances in these people's career, and that, that like, just on a timeline after the Me Too stuff is different, and I think it'll, well, it might, I think it has cooled down a little bit, I think it's going to stay different, and I think that that backlash that louis felt and like how every like i think that's gonna stay i think the way he is discussed will be tarnished until he's dead yeah but i think the way people remember him once that happens will he'll just be remembered for what he did yeah but people forgive they're they're it's they're forgiving people are upset when their world is a is changed but when people don't get who gets upset about the past Jews. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we got a point. <laughs> um, I think people get upset about the past, don't they? But oh, there was a you ever listened to Dan Carlin? Uh, the George Carlin's brother? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hardcore history guy? Yeah. He was doing an episode. He did a whole series on Genghis Khan, which I recommend. It's great. Make you think of something? Yeah. Um, Will. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> but, he, but he opened the episode but he opened yeah, the tropical one the episode max is stealing beer <laughs> he, he opened the episode about genghis khan talking about this historian who had ta- talk who was referencing hitler and it's like we're too close to what hitler did and i'm okay to look at it in any positive light because people are too viscerally attached. Freezer these babies. But we are able to, in a very emotionally detached way, look at Genghis Khan, even though what he did was objectively 
every bit as bad as what Hitler did. He's kind of the... I mean, you can make an argument for him being one of the worst guys. Yeah, Genghis he, Khan. He's an enemy. Absolutely. He's but a my, bad guy. But, we, but no one thinks, like, Genghis Khan won a monster. They think, oh, that's an interesting what he did. Like, what no. he did for trade routes. Like, this is what people talk... Genghis what, Khan, what a monster. He, Everyone he, says... But Genghis Khan, about, oh. that guy from Bill of Tent's Yeah, adventure. what a monster. Yeah. <laughs> no one thinks what a monster Rape because... Rape pillage no, comes do. up yeah, pretty quick. totally. Yes, but we don't think of him as, like, oh, I detest everything that guy stood for. I have no interest in his life whatsoever the first thing Not i think a, about with genghis khan is Bill, how Bill basically Bill. every single chinese person is related is descended uh-huh. him because yeah. he raped everybody yeah that's how hot he, he raped a whole <laughs> continent uh-huh <laughs> Yeah, that's not a good example, Joe. He's a bad guy. No one, but no one gets I think, upset I think about Genghis Khan. It is Khan. a good example, just because just, the fact that we don't talk, the fact that we talk about anything other than the fact that he raped fifteen thousand people is crazy. Like that's that's insane. If there was a serial rapist who raped a um, thousand people today, it would be like he would be the he'd be bigger than Ted Bundy. He would be the worst American so successful of all time. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. Yes, yes. But I don't think that uh, people look back fondly on yeah, I do the think career of Genghis Khan. I, I do, I do, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't think that the people look back like, oh, my God, he was the best. He was so great. I'm a huge Genghis Khan fan. But you can look back at him and be detached from the bad things he did to be like, well, these are this is the impact he had on the world. That's really interesting. Well, yeah, you can definitely study it and and look at it objectively. And we can look at Roman. We can look at Roman Polanski's career. And be like, well, this guy raped a fucking fourteen year old, but these are Chinatowns, a really good fucking movie. People talk negatively about. Yeah, that. of but course, but people still like his movies. Yeah. Have you have you guys heard that uh, worst pedophile joke? I don't know. It's a really good joke. I can't remember who. <laughs> this is New York. I wrote it, but he's like, he's like, they, I just sort of saw a news report. They caught the worst pedophile. This guy, uh, he raped 100 children. He's the worst one of all time. Uh, but I actually think that makes him the best pedophile. <laughs> the worst pedophile would be like a guy who goes to the park and is like, hey, would you guys like like black licorice? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a really uncomfortable seat in here. <laughs> good joke. It's a pretty good joke. <laughs> I think uh, somebody did a pedophile joke. Uh, I think it was Aziz. I, was, I thought it was pretty good. Usually, I'm not that big a fan of Aziz in his comedy. But I always hated his stand-up. Yeah, I never liked it. I liked it. Randy a lot. I thought his career yes. was such a weird... Yes. Like, he basically built, like, a, a huge monumental stand-up career based off Parks and Rec and Randy. Yeah, Randy. I forgot about Randy. I don't even know what Randy is. Randy was from... Um, it's his, like, his cousin. And he just yeah, had tons he, of jokes about him. He would perform as Randy. And Randy is this guy. He's basically like a bad comedian that gets lots of applause breaks from, like, yelling. He goes like, ah! It's very Aziz. But, like, and then his actual stand-up where he talked about issues, I just thought was so lame. He's another Me Too. He got Me Too'd. Yeah. He, his was weird. His was so weird. And he's kind of survived it. He survived. I mean, he, he was, I think that article should not have been written. No, not, I, I think a lot of, okay. That's I, when a lot of things broke. <laughs> I think a yeah. lot of them shouldn't be written. It was like a minor. It was a minor, like online periodical that I think was trying to get um, heat. Heat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause he like there was all sorts of consent. Yeah, he, was, like, he just okay? didn't like read nonverbal signals. Yeah. yeah, and it's like he was probably kind of boorish, but like, it's just like, like a she, bad, awkward date. She like she offered. <laughs> She gave him a blowjob. He didn't even ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he tried to have sex, she he she would like back away. And then he would give up. And then, but then they were still together, naked. And then he would try again, and she wouldn't want to. And eventually, they just didn't. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> that's like, like, in some ways he was boorish. In some ways he was, like, gentlemanly. Like, Jesus. He's a tiny little Randy. Yeah, what a pussy. Just oh. fuck her already. I didn't know you were so, like, <laughs> hardcore, <laughs> Will. <laughs> what is that? Uh, if people knew what you looked like. <laughs> that's, a, that's a common question. Yeah, what does Will look like? Yeah. You guys say, ugly? Because <laughs> you should. Oh, that, that was weird, Will. That made me feel weird. It, doesn't it all make you feel weird? Uh, just, just the idea of someone being like, I'm ugly. Well, I didn't say and you should say I'm so. ugly. <laughs> we didn't say you. I'd say you're like wispy. You're like a talking bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But a fixed gear one. <laughs> that grinds his own coffee. <laughs> that I whenever someone's invented that. What? Like a coffee where the pedals also grind oh, coffee. Oh, that's good. And you just go slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost bike season. See, I'm not that hardcore with the bicycles that I don't do it all winter. You're also a moped guy. Yeah, mopeds too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really Very... looking forward to fucking motorbikes. Oh, shit. How's that uh, going? So it's a lot of stuff you got to do. Do you have to get vaccinated? I'm doing that there. Yeah, he's going to save a bunch of money. You save like thousands of dollars. Don't even do it. I'm considering that. Just fuck it. Oh, you an I anti-vaxxer? Mean, not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm a, I am an anti-vaxxer when it's when it comes to like going to another country. Well, I'm gonna be there for six months. <laughs> unless unless it's Africa, because yeah. because the mosquitoes. Oh, oh the mm-hmm. the mosquitoes. The African there. country is the one. Well, like, malaria is really malaria. Bad I'm there. not talking about the people in sure Africa. I'm talking sure. about the insects uh-huh. of Africa. Oh, that you call you call those people insects? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> malaria doesn't have a vaccine. You have to take daily shit for it. No, I I heard that you have to carry around a live, like a live bug, and you have to like refrigerate it. <laughs> no, seriously, okay. like it's. I mean, will it's an alive thing? You just don't. I mean, that might work, but it's probably because people in Africa can't afford malarin. No, I'm talking about people tra- traveling. Too. I mean, there, there are pills that make you resistant to malaria, but a lot of them have pretty harsh side effects. There's also, like, bug spray, which is, is bad for you. Like, it's, it's really strong, but it will prevent you from getting – you just – bugs won't come near you. Have you uh, consulted a physician about it? Yeah, and multiple. And what, what, uh, what diseases are they trying to prevent you from getting? Um, so I have some vaccines, but I need, like – I don't have hep A – Rabies is one. Rabies is the most expensive one. Oh, yeah. Um, Those are so easy, though. It's like a shot at your general practitioner. And each one is $300. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that for hep hep C or hep A? That's for rabies. Hep A is like, it would be like $300 in the States. Does insurance not cover this? No. Because it's not like. You don't have to go on this trip. Yeah. Um, There's just like a few things. Japanese encephalitis is one in Asia. Mm hmm. Uh, when you grew up, but you didn't get the hepatitis vaccinations? I got hep B, but not hep A. Oh, okay. I don't know why. And, and these are like waterborne diseases, right? I guess so, Hepatitis? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to be fine. Though, I mean, I would, I would, if you were just visiting, then I would say, fuck it. But if you're going to be there for six months, yeah. I mean, you could I get mean, really sick. The vaccines are really cheap there, though. Yeah, that's a good And idea. I'm starting in a big city, so I'm just going to, I've already like talked to clinics over there, and it's like, it's not a big deal. But there's just there's just tons of shit you have to do. What it's about just like like oh, phones are a weird oh, issue. Yeah. Like I can't unlock my phone here because I just bought it and it's not paid off. So like I have to get like basically like a nice burner phone. But then you need a regardless of what you do, you probably need a SIM card for each country. 
Oh, wow. Which isn't, like, it's really cheap. It'll cost, like, less than a dollar, but, like, it's just a pain in the ass. Just lots of shit. Lots of weird, like, the stuff I keep finding I need to figure out is, like, keeps, like, adding up. But I'm pretty much good to go. What about the uh, visa? I got, I got do you have visa to have those for Vietnam. Travel yeah. visa. Vietnam's like the toughest one to get a visa to, and we've already done the process. Nice. There's like a, a consulate in Chicago? No, I got a. I had Vietnam send me a letter that um, approves us for a visa stamp upon entry. Oh, okay. It's different for every country. It's so crazy. They just Some countries, like Thailand, you don't need a visa. Yeah. If you're a U.S., you can just walk in. In some countries, they they uh, really are strict about it. Yeah. Some countries, you walk up, they're like, "Oh, give me five bucks, and you can come in." You know. That I mean, and thing. even the ones where that's not the case, that is often the case because it's like these places, like like going to Cambodia. It's like that's not a that's a third world country. Yeah. Like no one. Yeah. Nothing works Why? the way it does here. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I also think like because America. Is probably the worst offender oh. for people coming here and having to have weird bullshit documentation. Oh yeah, it is. Fu- I know multiple people that were like that had to leave. Yeah, they were not they? They weren't seeking asylum. They're either here as on working or tourism visas, and they just had to leave, or else they would be banned from America forever. And I think other countries kind of like this, like payback. It's like fuck you guys. We're gonna charge you. Fuck you the way it we. Re- it just varies. Yeah, right. Like, some places are real cool with the U.S. Some are not. Southeast Asia, everybody's pretty much chill. Yeah, I didn't have to do any visas for, like like you said, Thailand or, like, Japan. You don't need a, a visa to get into Japan. Aren't they kind of like a puppet of us? Japan? <laughs> no way, man. Japan is their own thing. I thought, like, after World War II, like, they're not, like, they're we're responsible bitch. for taking care of them and shit. Oh, how, no way. What way? Like, Japan's not allowed to have a military. Um, and it, Are they still not allowed to have a military? I thought it was for all time. I don't know. All time? I doubt that that's true. It could be wrong. I mean, all, all time is a while. Yeah, I don't think that that's true. <laughs> I mean, uh, Germany has a military again. Yeah, sure. if they have Germany one. Does? <laughs> well, I don't think Germany had that deal, though. I don't remember. I don't, And I'm assuming that could have been a deal between Japan and China, not Japan and us. Maybe. I don't fucking know. I want to learn more about history. I find it interesting. I was just at the World War II Museum in New, really? in New Orleans. Oh, how was New Orleans? Oh, yeah. It was good. Joe's Where'd traveling. you mean? <laughs> uh, we went to all the places Max Rex. Did you go to oh, Holland fuck Ace? you, Joe. I, we, I looked up your places. They were closed the night I was looking. Uh, we also, there. come on, Will. <laughs> I was also there. And I also... Yeah, but you're also you. <laughs> I literally go to you. To, if I want to find the best restaurant in Chicago, I just ask you a place you, you don't like. Yeah. And then I go and I'm like, man, this place fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, uh, Joe, the it, wine place was the best place. Bacchanal, isn't that so cool? It was just a cool venue. Yeah, like the food's the food's very good. Mm-hmm. It's not like Michelin star food, but yeah. like it's like the one of the coolest restaurants I've ever been to. Very cool. What is um, it? So it's called Bacchanal Wines, and it's this wine store in the part of New Orleans that got like hit the hardest by Katrina, but yeah. it's now like the hip area. Oh, really? It's like the Logan Square of New Orleans. It's like all residential. Yeah. Uh, but there's lots of, like, weird, just, like, strange, like, sort of, like, it's got sort of a Burning Mad vibe. There's yeah. lots of cats walking around, but it's really cool. It's right on the water. So and it's this like place... a two-story house. The front the front of the building is the wine store. You walk right back into, like, the terrace area, 
and it's just a bunch of tables. It's a backyard, yeah, with this giant tree over it. All these like Christmas lights are hanging mm-hmm. over it, and there's always really good music being played live. Oh, cool! And you can go upstairs and order food, or there's the full bar, and they'll just come bring it to you. Yeah, nice. there's just like a guy in a window, <laughs> and you go up to him and ask for food, and the food's like pretty fucking good, and it's all small plates. Um, and it's just like it's yeah, that, it, like I feel like if I was in New Orleans, I'd go there every like all the time. Yeah, I would hang out there. Do you go to Willamay's? Uh, yeah, I made sure we went there after the World War Tree Museum. How did you like it? It was good, although it was I actually like, didn't go there. It was good, but not earth shattering. Did you get the fried chicken? Of course. Have you had better fried chicken? I don't know. Have you been to Royster? Have you, I mean, not, I, I know you've. I've have been I to had the fried you. chicken with? I don't remember if I did. Oh, because I've heard people say that Willamay's fried chicken is like the best in the world. The best in the world. Yeah. I had it, and I'm like, this is good. And then I put hot sauce on. I'm like, that's better. <laughs> I feel like that. I had Popeye's say I put hot sauce on. It. So I'm like, well, is it the best? Like. If this is the best in the world and it still benefits from hot sauce, then, like, maybe fried chicken isn't all that. I do feel... It was very good. I feel a little weird about fried chicken because, of course, I mean, this is going to sound like a very weird comparison, but it's it's kind of like a deviled egg because, like, fried chicken is probably going to be at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get the worst fried chicken, like cafeteria fried chicken, it's not too bad. Yeah. But the best fried chicken, very good... But I feel like there's a ceiling, and I feel like the floor and the ceiling have this, like, sort of – Sure. This – it's not a necessarily a narrow range, but the fried chicken at Royster is very good. But, yeah, I, I am pretty reliant upon sauce. Went to the beignet place, which was really good. That not that cool, too? Yeah. That's, like, right – Cafe du Monde. Down there. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Like, like, the tourist it's like, spot. It's, it's, like, super packed all the time. You know what's so weird is that, like, that strip there, like, the two sort of blocks adjacent to the – the the water mm-hmm. are so gross and touristy. Yeah, you get two blocks in. It's like the most beautiful city you've ever seen. It's uh, the the buildings, like the architecture was it's really cool. incredibly fascinating. Yeah, it was. It felt like the most European city I could ever imagine. Yeah, outside it, of Europe, a European U.S. city. Sorry, but it's uh, kind of this like fever dream version of what you think that is. Yeah, exactly. What part of the city did you stay in? Uh, just past um, garden the garden district. Oh, I don't know what that is. So, um, we I, it's, I don't remember which like which are the cardinal directions, um, but we took like the I think the blue trolley back out. Huh. Like we lived off the end of the blue trolley. I was like right outside the French Quarter, in between like Bacchanal Wines and the French Quarter. Oh no, we were like it the, was like we were the opposite direction. It was beautiful. Like in the the first few days, I was like, if this wasn't so warm. Like, if it didn't, because we went when it was cold, but it was still really nice there. But I know, but it made me think during summer, it must be miserable here. Yeah, I wonder how hot it is down there. Because down there, it was like, it was just 65 all the time. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't that, I think I would move there. Uh, there was part of me that, like, I get totally, I totally understand why people like living in places like this. It's just, like, it's beautiful. Everyone's so, <laughs> people on the street just say hi to you. Yeah, people were really nice everywhere. Uh, the, the standard of food is really high. Yeah. Uh, the like, regional food's great. The non-regional food's also great. I mean, I want, I, the only thing I didn't have was crawfish, which I wanted to try. It was in season, right? I mean, you said it was, but, like, I kept looking <laughs> for it, and, it, and like, we vague, we made, a, like, a half-hearted attempt to look for it one night, and I'm like, well, it's kind of late, and we are should have gone earlier. Uh, do you go to the snowball place? No. Hanson's Snowballs? No, I think it was closed for the season. I oh, looked it up. Fuck. I looked yeah, it up that, before. That was Shearer's favorite place. Yeah. We went there twice. Uh, we went to, so, there's a really nice hotel near where we were staying that had a restaurant that we went to the first night, 
Uh, went to a dive bar after that, talked to this drunk Australian guy for an hour, uh, which was really fun. Uh, and then the next day was Cafe du Monde, walk around the French Quarter all day, go to Bacchanal Wine. Did you go to Brennan's? Yes, we did go to Brennan's. How was that? Really good. I wish, I do regret not getting the Bananas Foster. Yeah. Because I didn't know it was invented there. I didn't know that either. I So, like, we were having, like, well, we've had Bananas Fosters, like, who cares? Uh, and, like, I just had, like, a huge breakfast. I'm like, well, I can't eat anymore. And then it's like, oh, you guys invented this? Fuck, <laughs> had I known that, <laughs> I would have saved room. Yeah, that New Orleans is, like, that's, like, the best trip you can do. And we went to, uh, like, the one, like, uh, James Beard Award restaurant. Oh. Uh, Commander's the... Palace. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about going there. Yeah, we went there for dessert after. Was it that good? Night. Yeah. But we got both of their special desserts of the day, and they were both phenomenal. Damn. Was it dirty? Uh, everything it's was... Dirty in a charming way, right? Everything was, like, moist. Right? I felt I felt like it felt kind of dirty. It, it did. Uh, and I, I, when we were at the museum, I heard this guy kind of describe it, like, one of the tours, like, one of the guys who was running the tour, uh, describe it as, like, you can paint your house, and within six months it'll look like it has been painted in ten years. Crazy. Because everything's everything just... Everything grows year round. It's just so yeah, humid. I remember yeah. getting like dust in my eyes constantly. I don't remember that. I remember just feeling like everything is wet all the time. Did yeah. you catch a parade? <clears throat> uh, no. But it's like that's we were like, there just before Mardi Gras. The, the, if it were clean, it would be less charming. Sure. You know? mm, I think so. I mean, like, it sounds like it's just a, a, a atmospheric thing, you know, just the, the, the nature of the uh, location. The ecosystem. You know? Yeah, the ecosystem. Yeah. I bet the culture doesn't help. You know? Well, the, 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 that's the other thing. Like, the booze culture. It, that it, was weird. Like, I didn't know, like, bars don't close. <laughs> it's crazy. It is, it is. It's like. And you uh, could just drink in the street? It's the, yeah, it's the Wild West. It's yeah. insane. It's neat. I, I, so I got there on the night of Halloween. Like, I arrived cool. at 11 at night on Halloween, and it was fucking chaos. And we didn't know that Halloween was such a big deal there, so we're like, this place is just lawless. <laughs> like, I, we went to this, like, this place that's supposed to be, like, kind of like a chaotic po'boy place, but on Halloween night, and it was like, it felt like, it felt like there was no rules. There was, like, that everyone was crazy. It was like fun, but very frightening, but mm -hmm. also kind of appealing and also like beautiful. And everyone was on stilts, and there's just like a million people everywhere. I wonder how much of that town is tourists and how much is it like locals. I think they have a strong population of, you know, born yeah, and bred. Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah. I, there's definitely a lot of tourists. I've heard that Mardi Gras in Cajun country is like one, like there's a whole episode of um, Bourdain's show. Uh, that's just about Mardi Gras in Cajun country. And he never does that. Like, it's always about a place. Mm -hmm. But this is just about this one event. And it was like, and it's like, it seems like one of the most wild things ever. Outside the touristy stuff. Well, it's, it's not even in New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. it's, in, it's like in the, the swamps of Louisiana. And everyone is wearing these, like, psychotic costumes and riding horses and screaming. And I guess the food is really amazing. Like, when he – I watched the episode, and he said that, like, when he went to a Cajun cookout, he says that the only food he'd had that he preferred to that was at El Bouilly. <laughs> I don't understand. El Bouilly is like or El Bouilly really, is like considered a, a to be restaurant. the finest like Michelin starred restaurant of the last like fifty years. Oh, like okay. every single high praise. It, that's ex yeah. that's really high praise. You don't get higher praise. <laughs> like 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 Alinea Noma. Like basically, watch any episode of Chef's Table. All those people trained at El Bouilly. 
Sorry, I got sidetracked. Chef's table? No. Check, please. Max, before you leave, we got to get you on this show. What? This WTTW show. Check, please. It's still on. Remember we talked about it a couple oh, of weeks ago? Oh, I vaguely ago? remember this. Yeah, I watched it the other day, and you would be perfect for it. Because you just pick a restaurant, you go there, and you come back. Or There's three contestants. Each of them pick a re- picks a restaurant. All three go. And then you come back, sit at a round table, and talk about the restaurants you go to. This sounds perfect for you. It's, oh, yeah, it's I do so that. People, perfect people, for you. Uh, I, do you get paid? Probably not. It's just like <laughs> patrons. And, yeah, uh, I do that. You Sign can, me like, up. You can like shit on other people's restaurants. And, yeah, you uh, would. And, and people shit on yours. Do they pay for you to go to the restaurants? I don't think so. Because that, that'd be cool. They're always talking about how pricey uh, the, and all that shit. The, the prices you pick restaurants thing. you like. You pick a restaurant. I pick a restaurant. Joe picks a restaurant. We all go and we come back and we talk about them. Oh. It, and so the podcast. What if <laughs> us three do it, but I pick all the restaurants? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> maybe we should do a check please version of the comedy butcher. Mm-hmm. We've done that informally for years. <laughs> yes, so. I guess so. I, for years, <laughs> I guess we have. Yeah. But no, like you would, you would thrive on that show. It'd be sure, I do you. that. You got to watch it. It's on WTTW, uh, I think on Tuesday nights. Do you watch so tonight, it over the air? Yeah. You I did. watch you watch TV over the air still? I do, yeah. How does that feel? It feels great. <laughs> <laughs> like it really feels good. <laughs> like uh especially uh WTTW cuz they have WTTW 11.1, 11.2 radio or TV? It's TV. So it's like public access. It's not public access. It's PBS. It's oh. Chicago's but PBS. You can watch affiliate. all that online. Maybe I don't know. Pretty sure you could, like, I know you can watch WTTW stuff on like their website. Well, you should definitely look up Check Please then, because uh, and it's it's very it's very public access show, you know. But it's a Chicago staple, you know. Every everybody uh, everybody knows about it. So th- before you leave, definitely at least see when the season when they record it and mm-hmm. see if you can get on. Do you have a manager? <laughs> <laughs> You're the producer, Will. Quentin's kind of my manager. Oh, yeah. Talk I to Quentin. He's your intern. I mean, he does manage <laughs> Not doing a great job. How often do you uh, employ him? Like, task him with stuff? I mean, technically all the time, but basically never. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show either. No. Yeah. No. He does. I don't think he does much of anything at all. It's very sweet. <laughs> Should we go to Ricer? No, I don't want to spend that kind of money. Dude, we haven't gone out in forever. Yeah, for for good reason. We can do it once in a while. We're going to Schwab before you leave. All right, we'll go to Chinatown. Yeah, that's what I thought we were doing. We can go to Chinatown. You want to go to Chinatown, Will? No, thank you. Come on. Nope. You, well, you're going to watch Check, Please, but you won't hang out with us? Yes. This is a live Check, Please. No, it's not because uh, Max is going to talk about how great this place is. And it's he's gonna probably going to be not that great. <laughs> what, where are you guys going? I'm thinking go for food. <laughs> it's called go for food. Is this a real place? Yes. Okay. It's supposed to be really good. I thought you were just fucking with Will. No. <laughs> <laughs> I also went to a really good dim sum place recently. Dim sum's tight. I've never had dim sum. It's a lot of food, right? It's a lot of it's it's like a festival of dough. But it's a bunch oh, of yeah. it's a bunch of bao, right? It's like uh, yes and no. I mean, it's so uh, it's like it's like how many different textures can we work out of gluten? 
and things you've never seen before. Like like weird, like ropey, stringy crepes and like gnarly buns and then like really fluffy, giant, airy buns. and But it's like basically – I went there a year the other day and it was like we loved everything, but it's like – you you feel in a cloud after it because it's it's just like eating tons of bread. Like you felt good or felt bloated? Bloated. Okay. <laughs> it's real. It's really because when you though. say cloud, I'm like, oh, that's kind of pleasant. <laughs> no, you're like, oh, what, what is? What are all the numbers again? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what numbers? Numbers are tight. Or uh, dim sums tight. Numbers are numbers are gay. Um, <laughs> dim dim okay. sums tight. Numbers are super gay. For sure. Except 69. There's a really good show on Netflix. I don't. I haven't heard anyone talking about it, but it's like my favorite show ever. It's called uh, Flavorful Origins. And it's this Chinese show. <laughs> it just takes place in this city called Chaoshan, China, which I've never even heard of. And all they do is they just profile like basically one ingredient that's used commonly in this. And they have like the most beautiful footage ever. And they just explain how that ingredient is processed and then the type of things they make with it. And it's like... Uh, it like I was Sharon and I were talking about this. it's like it is the truest like the, the the term food porn this is like sexual looking like just like the way they make stuff glisteny and like pouring and they do stuff in slow mo and the type of music they play it's like this is like they show you an oyster and it's like that's something you could jerk off to hot well it's cold but you could jerk off to it it's Maybe. Like igloo porn. <laughs> That sounds cool, actually. It sounds like a good stoner show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, you can't it's be hungry, really though. Like, how often do you get high, Will? Uh, do you have weed? Uh, no, I don't. Do you want some? Yes. How quickly can you get some? He's got to run out to One Grace, hour. He's got to run out to Grace Lake. One hour? Yeah, one hour. But you're not going to do it tonight. Maybe we should not talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> Come on. Are you Especially serious? an hour and 15 minutes in. No, seriously. Okay, well, we can talk about it later. All right, fine. But you want, do you want us to tell our listeners individually not to report us? That show. Yeah, we should name them all. Yeah. <laughs> we probably could. Actually, I don't think so. I think that they are unnamed uh, yeah. listeners. Yeah, we're really big in Kankakee. <laughs> hey, that's kind of where I'm from. <laughs> is it? Kind of. Cole City? That's, that's a go-to made-up town name for me. Is it? Kankakee's yeah. a real place. That's I know that, totally. but it's like if I'm listing like a random place, I often do Kankakee. Moni can be your new one. Are you from Cole City? No, I'm from Moni. Where's that? That's near Kankakee. It's in, it's in between Kankakee and Moni like... doesn't sound necessarily like a city, though. Kankakee does, but no one yeah. knows what it is. I don't know. I, I agree. Kankakee is better. Yeah. It's got those Ks. Kankakee. That it's helps. so trashy sounding. It's a riff city name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're riffing. You got to think of a small town city. You say Kankakee. Riff city, here I come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can end it on that. Uh, you, you looked wait, at me like I you don't wanted wanna to end, end it. Don't end it on me. Joe you get it. You gave me eyes like you're like, this will be my hot one to end it on. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good hot one. <laughs> it's not a hot one. It wasn't hot. It's cold. It seemed like... Will thought it was. It was a moment to stop. It yeah, it felt like a moment to stop. It did. Mm-hmm. Well, let's continue. 